Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breathe, your host. Binge eating sucks, trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binging, restricting, dieting, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, people? Welcome to Monday's episode. So I'm actually recording this on Friday, like three days ago. And what a day it's been. I recorded... Um, I was like the first, wait, it was the first time I was a guest on someone else's podcast or like recording. So that's exciting. When it comes out, I'll share it on my Insta. You guys will hear all about it. It was basically a really fun conversation about compulsive exercising and how that sort of played in with the whole binge eating, restricting journey that I had so much about it. I could actually, to be honest, I might even make a podcast episode on it myself but I'm also gonna have this guy that I spoke with on the podcast sometime so maybe I'll save it for then. Anyway on to today's podcast something very feminine related and that is my story with PCOS so polycystic ovarian ovary syndrome and I'm talking about this because I have quite a few women DM me one, saying they have this as well, or two, people who have other sort of diagnoses that play into their eating or are linked to their eating, or where the doctor says, you can't eat this, you have to cut that out. And it kind of puts a lot more pressure on you to also sort out your eating disorder on top of this other thing that you're dealing with. So I want to share my story um, just to kind of get it out there I think also a really important thing with PCOS is like normalizing it I know when I first was diagnosed or heard about it I was like what is this I'm a freak what's wrong with me Um, but now I realize actually the statistics show about one in ten women or so have it and that's a lot Um, so I want to get it out there I want to share my story and tell you how I have slowly started to manage the symptoms because if I'm correct, I believe it's something that you can't cure, but the symptoms remain to some extent, depending on how much you manage them. So I want to share with you how I've managed them alongside healing from binge eating. Okay, let's hop on in. So where do we start? All the way back, 16 years old, I still had not had my first period. So most of my friends had them, what a good three or four, five years ago, whatever, before then. And there I was, what the hell is wrong with me? Why don't I have my period? And my sister got hers probably at 13. My mom had hers at 15. So a part of me was like, okay, well, my mom had it at 15. I'm probably just a little bit late. But then it sort of started to drag on. So we ended up being like, okay, let's find out what's going on here. Went to an endocrinologist or a hormone specialist. And it was a male, and something tells me that back then maybe PCOS wasn't as um, well-known or the, I don't know, maybe just doctors didn't 
yeah, not know too much about it back then because he didn't mention a thing about it, even though to me it's um, glaringly obvious my symptoms at the time. So I guess he was on the earring on the side of caution a little bit and he just said, look, you're fine. You're just extremely athletic, which I was at the time. So it might just be, you know, you need to gain a little bit of fat on your body. So it's more prepared almost for pregnancy, right? Because if you get your period, you need to be able to be pregnant. So he suspected I didn't have enough body fat. Oh, just, you know, enjoy food a little bit more. Um, so I took that on and I was like, okay, I'm, I used to have this chocolate drink called Milo um, every day, like two or three times a day. I was addicted to it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go all out on that and just eat more of it. And that was fine. But then a few months after that, I moved to Moscow in Russia and that was a big change in my life. And I probably took on that um, advice from the doctor an authoritative source a bit too much and I just kind of went all out with food. Other things also playing into that though as well, just sort of being uprooted and all that change in my life. A few months later, I actually got my first period. So maybe it was that I needed a little bit more weight on my body to, you know, set it off. But I never really got it, probably probably six months later, I got my second one or maybe nine months later. And ever since then, extremely irregular um, sometimes I could go like years without a period. Eventually I went to another doctor, just a GP. Uh, she was more holistic based and she just told me, go on the pill, sort it out, put a bandaid on it. Hey, now you've got your period. And that was fine for me, me for a while. Cause I just wanted to be normal. I just wanted to get my period. But ultimately I knew that this was not actually healing anything. So eventually, actually, to be honest, I didn't stay on the pill for too long, probably two years or so. And I've been off it since then. So by now, I still don't have a diagnosis. All I know is I just can't get my period that easily. And again, I think back then, this was a good, um, let's see, this is when I was about 20, so it's eight years ago. Eight years ago, I think it just still wasn't out there that much. People didn't know about it. I never heard the word PCOS before. So didn't have the diagnosis. Eventually ended up going to, I mean, honestly, I went to a ton of doctors. No one ever said a word about PCOS. Again, all the symptoms were right in front of their face. Eventually I, this is probably TMI, but I ended up having sex one time and I just bled uncontrollably. Like it looked like a murder scene. And the guy was like, hey, do you have your period? And I was like, no. Well, in my head first, I'm like, what? No, I literally can't get my period, so no. But I was like, no. And I was shocked to just see there was blood everywhere. And I'm sorry, guys, if this is TMI, but real talk. I went to the doctor the next day. He did all these scans, testing my cervix, the... Um, the sort of surface there, the blood cells looking for like abnormalities, everything. And he he ended up finding um, some abnormal cells, which was very scary, uh, but apparently quite common. I've had it twice. Um, but in doing that scan, he also noticed that I had a few cysts on my ovaries. And he asked me a bunch of questions and put all the pieces together. And he said, look, you've got PCOS, we can manage the symptoms, it's never really going to go away fully, 
Um, but yeah, that's what you have. That explains this. And I think something that I asked, because, yeah, something that I asked to him was, can I get pregnant? Because all those years of not getting my period, I just thought something was really wrong with me. And I assumed I could never get pregnant. And he, after after having done the scans, said, look, you no doubt can get pregnant. You just might need some help from science. And I just remember right then and there, I burst into tears of relief because I had told myself for like, um, from the age of 16 to, it was about 22, 23, that I could never get pregnant. So that was a relief, but I still had this whole diagnosis of PCOS. Before I go on, let me just drop in for a second to let you know about something very exciting coming up on the 6th of October. I am kicking off a group coaching program. I will help you get over binge eating once and for all and just everything that comes along with that. Poor body image, diet mindset, lots of big emotions that we don't know how to handle, skipping social events and dinners, poor self-beliefs and so much more. It's the real deal, 10 weeks in a small group, one hour on a group call each week, tons of content as well to absorb and integrate each week. We ain't just chatting about our problems in circles. This is all about action and real, sustainable, long-lasting change. And this isn't gonna be just like any other group coaching program. We're actually gonna have fun with it. Recovery doesn't have to be super serious and boring. Obviously, we'll still put in the hard work to transform, but we'll also have a laugh while doing it. That's definitely one of my main aims of the group setting. You ready? DM me right now on IG at freewithbreed or visit my website freewithbreed.com for all of the details and pricing. Reserve your spot today before they run out because I'm capping the group to keep it nice and personal. I hope to see your face there. He said, look, you can go on the pill, but not great to stay on it. And it's just a band-aid. He didn't really, to be honest, tell me anything else. So I had to Google it. Um, and what I could see online was basically people would say, lose weight, cut out sugar, or go vegan, or go dairy-free, or go gluten-free, um, stop exercising so much. And to me, by the way, parallel to all of this was a um, really out of control binge eating problem. At that time, all of those things are like, no, 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 no. I cannot stop exercising. I have to exercise to fight off all of this weight gain from my binge eating. And then the other things, the food related stuff was, it, it's added so much pressure because already I had been telling myself for years, like, you're messed up. You're, you can't eat normally. You need to cut out this. You need to do that. And now suddenly I've got the pressure of like the scientific world, the pressure of like, having fertility and being able to have a child more easily my period like be feeling like a normal uh, quote-unquote real woman that's how I felt I was like oh my god I'm not a real woman having all that pressure just almost it almost like backfires and I've spoken to other women in my dms about this and they feel the same it's almost like it's so much pressure that all like all you want to do instead is just eat all the things 
And then when you do eat them, at the same time, you feel incredibly guilty for so many reasons on top of whatever diagnosis, whether it's diabetes, whether it's PCOS, all of these kinds of things. Oh my goodness, hang on. Let me just take a breath because this is a lot. <sighs> okay. So where was I? I've got this diagnosis, all this pressure. And to be honest, for years and years after the diagnosis, it almost made things worse. There was just extra pressure, extra guilt whenever I ate these things that I, I felt addicted to. Um, and this, this guilt of like, it's your fault. You're keeping yourself here. You're messing up your fertility. You're messing up your hormones, everything. Um, yeah, by the way, I just realized for those who don't know what PCOS is, I didn't actually explain. So I've got it right in front of me on Google. It says polycystic ovary syndrome is a condition that affects how the ovaries work. Symptoms of this include irregular periods, facial hair, difficulty getting pregnant. The main treatment for it are medicines for things like hair growth and irregular periods. Keeping a healthy weight also helps. It's not clear what causes PCOS, but it's thought to be linked to hormone problems. That is literally what Google says, like the first thing that comes up, the NHS, UK's public health service. It's not clear what causes PCOS. That just goes to show like, remember I said years ago, no doctors were talking about it. That's because they literally don't even know what causes it. And I think it's gone better in recent years. Um, but yeah, that just sort of gives you insight into how much unknown there is in PCOS. So right now, while this is all happening, I am binging like crazy. And at the back of my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I've got to, I've just got to go full vegan or I've just got to never eat sugar again because the the thinking is the sugar spikes your blood sugar levels and I think I'm not a doctor so I don't want to say this wrong but I'm just gonna say roughly that you know the sugar affects your insulin levels your um your sensitivity to uh insulin something like that anyway the point is having sugar spikes it messes it up a bit and causes your I think it's your androgens. Oh my God, I'm, I'm just messing this up. But anyway, it messes up with your hormones and therefore messes up with your period. All that kind of stuff. That was terrible. Please forgive me. But anyway, the point is I had all this pressure on myself. You gotta stop eating sugar. You gotta stop eating that. It was just a lot of blaming yourself for not being a real woman. And I guess I wanna tell people out there that you are a real woman even if you don't get your period, even if you can't get pregnant, you are a real woman. And fast forwarding um, quite a few years, actually it was a few months ago, my dad sent me a text and he said he had done a DNA test. And one thing that came back was he was um, had a gene that makes men like a hundred times more likely to get prostate cancer, something like that. And then he told me that when translated to females is you are, I think it was literally something insane, like a thousand times more likely to have PCOS. 
And I'll tell you, it was the biggest relief in the world to know that it wasn't my fault. I wasn't messed up. I wasn't less of a woman. My problems with food and my weight weren't, like, it wasn't all my fault making my PCOS like that. I know that to some extent, you know, the way that my lifestyle, the way I was treating myself probably was affecting my hormones and therefore uh, spiking the symptoms, making them stronger, because I do notice that they they sort of uh, inflame or go down depending on certain things in my life. But knowing that it's just, it's prevalence in me is so much more likely than other women was a relief. And maybe it is for you too. So. Anyway, that's the story. I think I went on quite long there. But what I want to tell you is if you are struggling with PCOS and you are also struggling with binge eating and you're feeling that pressure of a medical diagnosis on top of trying to sort out your eating, I just want to share three tips that have helped me. So one is being less intense with my cardio and my exercise. So I've heard it quite a bit with PCOS that you don't want to stress your symptom or, uh, sorry, your system or your hormones too much through exercise. It sort of flares up the symptoms of PCOS. So doing less intense cardio, I know I have seen it in me, has helped a lot. And in relation to my food and body journey, that also helped because it made me have to release the link between exercise and burning calories. Because I had to take away extreme cardio, I had a break from it. So, you know, I stopped seeing it so much as this thing I need to do compulsively. Um, And then when I did add it back in, I made sure that it was much more calm. Um, Yeah, basically not doing these intense, very long cardio sessions. I do do cardio, but it's much shorter. Eating regularly. So great for PCOS because it makes sure that your insulin isn't all over the place, but it's more regular. And for my binge eating, that definitely helped as well, making sure I wasn't physically restricting, I wasn't mentally restricting, and therefore sort of breaking that binge restrict cycle. And also just sort of letting your body know like, hey, you're safe, you're good. You are going to have food in like another two or three hours instead of that that kind of little girl inside of you being like, oh my God, help, I need food. And then, then going to a binge. So that's sort of sorted out on both fronts, PCOS and binge eating. And the last tip would be to... Focus first on the binge eating, everything that's going on around that, whether it's emotional, physical, all the things, before you try to be like, okay, I need to I need to do both at the same time. I need to stop my PCOS and binge eating. I would definitely say the binge eating because in day-to-day life, that's affecting you way more, way more. It's messing up your headspace for days on end. You, your weight is fluctuating, you are stuffing yourself, um, feeling really bad about yourself, living life in a totally unideal way. Whereas the symptoms of PCOS, yeah, you might have a bit of a mustache. <laughs> um, you might not get your period regularly. Um, yeah, there's quite a few things, but on a day-to-day basis, binge eating affects you way more. 
So healing from that side is great to do first, takes the pressure off trying to do both at the same time. And by healing the binging, you're going to heal a lot of the PCOS symptoms. Um, Yeah, I know for me, since I stopped binge eating, so about two years ago, I I don't really know a clear cut time because it merged into overeating. But um, when I stopped, since then, my period has been much, 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 much more regular. Like sometimes, um, yeah, it sounds so weird to say, but sometimes monthly, actually, uh, which is crazy because before it used to be like once a year, if if ever, like I just, I literally never had to care about getting a period unexpectedly because it would just never come. So that's what I got to say on PCOS. I know it wasn't <laughs> the most medically, uh, maybe authoritative topic for me. I don't know a thing about explaining how insulin works, but I know my experience with PCOS combined with binge eating, and I know it's very, very intertwined. So many people struggle with both. So I hope you gained something from this. And if you feel like you might be struggling with it, definitely reach out to a doctor for help. If you feel like this episode was helpful for you, if you have a friend who has PCOS and she might be struggling with her food as well, send us over to her, help her out, be that amazing friend. Okay, that's it from me today, guys. I will see you again on Wednesday. Have a lovely week. And that is the scoop for today. If this ep inspired you, taught you something new, or has helped give you direction in your recovery journey, It would mean the world to me if you did me a massive favor. It'll only take two minutes, I promise. Review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Once you've posted it, take a screenshot and DM that photo to me. I'll enter you into a monthly raffle. Yep, that's right. I ain't gonna leave you hanging. So each month I'll randomly select one lucky winner and you'll receive a free one-to-one coaching sesh with me. It'll be super fun and valuable. And if you'd really love to give back more to me, it'd help me build this podcast so much more and reach so many more women. If you shared it with someone else who you think will love it, maybe it's a sister, a friend, a bestie, or your mom. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.